0: Welcome to Relationships Unraveled. I'm Miranda Kirk, and I am here to help you unravel your relationships and live the life you were created for. Relationships Unraveled is a podcast where we will learn and grow together in how to navigate the many relationships that make up our lives. We will do this by having conversations that go below the surface and model how to have hard conversations. How to get real honest and practical by unraveling the nuances around relationship dynamics. Real life is lived in the journey. So let's shock the norm. Try something different. Forget focusing on the fix and start discovering the next step forward as we talk through life together. This also means that I can't do this without you and there's no way I'd want to. Are you ready to live out your relationships unraveled? and fan the flame of relational wellness. God created us for relationships, so it's no surprise that we learn best how to navigate them together. We have a special episode alert today. I'm joking, sort of, but not really. Today actually is a special episode because I'm so excited about sharing the guest with you and introducing you to the guest because the guest is my husband, John. And I am so pumped that we get to do this together. We get to sit down and talk and record it and then share it. I'm grateful to be in a place to do that because just a few years ago, we were not in that place. And I just think it's really cool. And also, I couldn't do any of this that I'm doing without him. He supports me 150%. He pushes me when I don't think I can do something or when I have doubt, which is a lot. He's always just such a good encourager and just believes in what I'm doing. And so it's very helpful for me. So I appreciate him coming on today. We are going to talk about a topic that is common. And it is whenever you have a relationship or a marriage and one person is ready to do some work. They're ready to make some changes. They're ready to kind of dig into who they are, where they've been, where they're going. And the other person insists that everything's fine. They don't want any part of that work business and they just want to keep things the way they've always been. This is a lonely, lonely path for both people because it's hard, but the hard is not permanent and the hard is necessary to get through it. And so we are talking today about how we can accept the hard part of it and keep moving through it and maybe like what we did we're not in this season right now we're past it but we've definitely walked through it and we're sharing openly and honestly some things we did that did not work at all and some things we did that we think was helpful and that you know that does help you move through it so i'm so pumped i hope you enjoy the the conversation that we had i really enjoyed it a lot because i kind of like talking to my husband And I hope that we can do more of these shows together. So let me know what you think, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so on today's episode, I'm introducing a very special guest to y'all. My husband, John, is joining us today, and I'm really excited about that. Hey, babe. Hey,
1: how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I know, it is fun. So I wanted to have John on because it only made sense, you know, to have him on because he's been a really big part of my journey getting to where I am today. And he's been really supportive and we have done a lot of work together to get to where we are today. And so that is the topic we're introducing today to talking about whenever you are in a relationship, whether it's marriage or not really, and one person is ready to work on themselves, the marriage, whatever it may be, just change, making changes in their life. And the other person is not there yet. So that's what we're unraveling today. I know that John and I have worked a lot on this and it's been interesting. Right, babe?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a journey for sure.
0: Yeah. So we just thought it was important to share on this topic because I feel like a lot of people get to this place in their marriage and, and it's really hard to navigate it. So I think it's important to be honest and share what it looks like and what's hard about it and what works and what doesn't. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today and unravel with y'all is what it looked like for us. I know for me, I hit kind of a wall in my, my journey and it was when I had three kids and I just couldn't quite find any contentment. I was pretty miserable and I looked around and thought, you know, everything around me looks really great, more than I ever thought I would have in my life. So I don't understand why I'm showing up to it all so... Miserable. I think I thought I was hiding it well, but I think John would probably disagree. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, yeah, I think, you know, that's a good kind of, you know, setup for us to to get started. I, I think just a little background for everyone, you know, we've known each other for, gosh, 25 years. We'll be married 20 years next year. We're basically growing up together. And so I think this journey has been really evolving and really. You know, digging in. I think you started really, you know, you hit that wall, you know, five or six years ago. And I just remember going, "Oh my gosh, what's you know?" I was so scared and and fearful of like. I I think I directly asked you, "Are are are you gonna change?" And and that scared was like, (laughs)
0: like it's funny now. What was trying to happen? Well, I think it's funny now, but like then, you know, I kind of built up the courage to tell you that the night I told you, I was like, "Okay, I scheduled an appointment to start therapy," which was. A big deal for both of us because we didn't grow up in homes where that was the norm and like it wasn't really talked about and you didn't discuss emotions. And I mean, just a little bit more background for any of you Enneagram lovers out there, I'm an Enneagram eight and John's an Enneagram three. And so we didn't ever do emotions. Like we didn't even know they existed. We were just, you know, everything was fine until it wasn't. And so I remember the night I sat on the couch and I specifically said, I said, babe. I made an appointment to go to therapy and you looked at me. <laughs> you looked at me and you said, Are you gonna like change? And I said, Yeah, well, I hope so, because I mean I'm spending a lot of money on it and a lot of time. I mean, change is the goal, you know, but I think that paints a picture of the feeling of what it feels like when one person's ready and one person's not. Like, I know for me yeah. it can feel lonely and unsupported. But for you, I mean, it could feel scary. Like, are we going to work after this?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, from my perspective, it was, gosh, we've kind of made it work for, you know, 15 years of our marriage, 14 years of our marriage. It's like, hey, we kind of got to figure it out. We got our bumps and bruises that, you know, and and battle wounds. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why would we change? You're like, you know, and and so that was a huge blind spot on, on my side of, Being selfish in a relationship going, well, how does this affect me? Not versus how this really affects you and how this could be better for you and, you know, our family as a, you know, as a whole. And so it was scary. It was scary, but I embraced it. I supported you and had a lot of questions. And I was really, uh, I would say curious of how this thing was going to kind of play out. And I would just say it kind of evolved and there was nothing. I wouldn't say there was necessarily an aha moment. It was just more of a gradual work, maybe, you know, a few steps forward, a few steps back and just, you know, a lot of conversations on the couch, a lot of conversations while we're driving to understand and explore kind of things that you're discovering. And, and during that whole time, I'm like, man, I'm great. Why would I need any help? I mean, I like all this work is, you know, really for you and your background and, your upbringing, and I'm like, I wow, was great. I'm, th- there's nothing. There's nothing for me to work on. And <laughs> you know, I think over those years, there was a lot of self-reflecting and uh, a lot of blinders that I had on to realize that, hey, I needed a lot of help. I think it's also a clear testament that you know everyone needs help, no matter what your background is or upbringing. There's always room to improve and self-reflect. And really just, you know, how you work well together because this life is you know, relationships evolve, family elements and dynamics evolve over time. If you don't adjust your your ways and how you approach things, gosh, it can be very difficult and very hurting to the spouse and to your family if you're not willing to put the time in and really do a lot of that self reflection, that work that is needed. Because sometimes it's you don't see it and other people do and it takes a while for it to to set in and, and absorb it.
0: yeah, and I mean, obviously, we both finally got to a point where we were ready to work, but or we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. But I think it's important also to note that at the beginning, you're so worried about relief, finding relief for yourself, you don't really see you know how it's affecting the marriage or you know what's happening. You're so worried about just finding relief for the way that you feel. But as you find peace and as you find healing and as you, your awareness grows, you start to really notice like, how big of a deficit this leaves in the relationship when the other person's not ready yet. And, and that's the part that I think can be the most frustrating because that might be years of waiting for that person to you know, be ready. And I think that's what I want to talk about you know, a lot is how do you navigate the gap? you know, the the time where you feel like you're on this journey, and man, you're making strides, you're feeling so much better. And then you just strongly desire that same peace and that same journey for your spouse, because you love them. But they're just not there. They're just not ready. And it can lead to resentment. And, you know, we experienced a lot of do's and don'ts in that time period. And I think that's what could really help People to know what to expect, like what's normal and what's what's going to happen, and, and you know we try our best, but it's okay to you're going to have moments where you feel like you're better than your spouse, and then your spouse is going to feel like you're leaving them behind, or you know you're going to feel scared that what if he never you know I know I felt for sure like fear of like, what if he never appreciates this journey? What if he never jumps on? like what if he really does think he's fine forever? And it's scary because then you're like, well, am I just going to live in this space by myself like forever? And it creates a lot of uncertainty. And I'm sure you could share, John, on some of the ways that I did things that was not helpful at all in, you know, inspiring your spouse to want to be on the journey with
1: Uh you. Yeah. I guess being an Enneagram eight, you're very direct. And so, yeah, it caused some tension and you know, and I wanted to do the right things, and and, but I wasn't ready. And I do remember the first time I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out and go talk to a therapist. And, but I wasn't ready. And I remember my first time we're going, I'm like, this is so dumb. This is stupid. And really didn't embrace it. And I was like, this is awkward. And then, you know, it was a setback. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Everything's, everything's great. And it wasn't. And so it just, it took additional time additional i would say desire to i guess explore more about what makes you tick and you know your your background and why you are uh, or who you are and how you got there and so I, you know for me i think you know seeing you and all the work and the change you did i'm like oh my gosh this is awesome it was hard at first but i'm like wow i just see you glow from you know all the hard work that you've put in and at first, it was almost like jealousy, and was like, I, I want to do that. And I was like, I want to do that, but like, how-, how do you start? Like, where do you, where do you go? And so, just having that desire and, and praying to- for God to open up doors uh, is definitely key. And just having the, I guess, want to or desire to change is really the start. If you feel that tug in your heart to be receptive, God will open up doors, and I, I truly believe that. It was hard and and it's just, and I'm still working on it and it's still just a journey. I don't, I don't think we ever arrived.
0: No. A
1: constant battle of, I guess, you know, your yourself, how you are created to to work through. But it's been great. I feel like it changed and it's taken a long time. But, you know, you know, I feel like our relationship, how we talk to each other, how we parent has really changed for the better over the last, you know, a few years. But it, it's still, it's still, life is still evolving.
0: Yep. And our gap was big. I mean, it was years. It was years of me, you know, in the trenches working and you just kind of like, oh, everything's good. And then it got to a point where I was furious that you thought everything was fine because I could see, no, it's not. And and I think I what I would love to tell people the most is that the bumps and the the difficulties are expected. Like that doesn't mean your marriage is not going to work or, oh my gosh, we can't overcome this. Like, it's supposed to be hard. Anytime you learn and you grow, it's going to be really hard. Like, you know, to build anything new, you've got to strip away the old and that's uncomfortable for us, but it's okay to be uncomfortable. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I know that fear is a big part of it. You know, the fear of like, what if this never like smooths back out? You know, we've made all these wrinkles and we've dug up all this stuff and we're learning all this stuff, but what if we never figure out how to put all the pieces back together it really does. Like when two people are healthier and they're both working for the other to serve each other in the marriage, it just falls back together in such a better way than it was. And and you, you almost can't even imagine how good it can be.
1: Yeah, it takes it really from surface to more just a deeper, deeper, more intimate relationship. It really does. And, and I think, yeah, I said the desire. And I think when you have two spouses each spouse having that desire to go deeper how oh, I that's that's key and I think if you have one spouse like you that you have that desire and you're working on it and I was really reluctant and it just took time and I know you prayed for me and but it just it took time and but I think the key is the unconditional love toward your spouse to say hey I want to work on something I, you know I know to just acknowledge that you have time spots and there's things that you do that impacts others that you don't even know is hurtful or, you know, how you come across that you're just completely oblivious to it. And so then if they tell you something, you're like, it just creates a, you know, you you go defensive and just creates a fight in itself. And so being able to work through that with someone else, a counselor or a therapy or, or whatever, to point things out, oh my gosh, it's like a light bulb moment that comes on. And I know you said, like, I've told you that before. Oh my gosh.
0: The light bulb moments, he would come home y'all from the light bulb moments. And it would be literally something I've been saying for like two years. And I was like, that's a light bulb for you. Like, I mean, and he was like, well, I just, I'm telling you, it doesn't, it hits different when it comes from someone else. And that's why I really think that outside support is so necessary. And I think that's why scripture even says to, gather with more people and more support and in community because it just makes it makes all the difference. But one example of what we mean by like we would try to go on date night and and I have all these questions and thoughts about things and how people work and all these things and I'm just trying to express myself but every time I asked a question John thought I was like aiming it at him. Like you know like he was defensive because he just Oh gosh, yeah. Do you remember that? We would try to talk and I was oh, like yeah. I can't so even paranoid. Yeah. Like to answer it, to answer a question, you you were just, it was so hard. But what I learned from that in my Enneagram 8-ness is that basic science says that force creates resistance. So if you are doing one single thing to try and hurry them up, you're only prolonging the process.
1: Oh, that's a good point. No one likes to be told. What no, to do. right. I felt like you were telling me, Yeah, but you were just trying to in a loving way, but I took it as a, you know, very offended or made me defensive. Yeah. And then when, you know, talking through those, I started to own it and it almost became basically my idea was like, oh yeah, this is how I'm at. And then, and then, so then that, that mindset changed, it's like, oh yeah, now I see it, but I don't think I would have ever saw it or thought about it if it didn't come from someone else or more importantly came, you know, my idea, I guess. And yeah. So, where you were, you were already there for years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, but everybody's on a different, a different path, but I will say, I think the best way to, if you have anybody in your life that you want, you hope change for them, if you see them struggling or whatever, even if they don't know it, the best way is to inspire change. Like I think versus telling it's always to inspire. So I would have been a lot better off just Loving you where you were, and just showing you how well I was able to love you where you were through my frustration versus feeling the need to express it so often. I think that just made you take longer to get ready because you've spent all your focus resisting me. You couldn't even see the opportunity in front of you.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And so I think inspiring that change is the best way to go. The best way to, to create change is to inspire it, not force it, basically.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: And I know that this is hard because the culture that we live in is very performance driven. And so just to even talk about stuff like this or to even look at your marriage in this way feels scary because we've been told the lies of like, oh, y'all have issues or, oh, yeah, their marriage isn't super great. They struggle, you know. And, but I think that looking at the issues and, and knowing that you struggle and is the brave thing to do. I think that the real issue is when you pretend there's no issue.
1: Yep, I agree. You just kind of kick the inevitable can down the road. Yeah. And it's easy to sweep stuff under the rug and just try to forget about it. But it's, it doesn't go away. It only festers over time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: And it can come out at moments where you at least expect it. And that's what's crazy. You can call these flare-ups. If, you're, if it's not being addressed, it's, if you hit these flare-ups, you're like, what is going on? And so that's another aspect to to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. And just accepting our human nature of like, this is ongoing. Like, it's okay. Like I'm going to, even though I've learned tools around communicating and all those things, I'm going to slip up and be too direct and just be, you know, a butthead over something. And it doesn't mean that all the work we've done is no good and we've just regressed. And, you know, cause I think again, our, our performance culture says, you know, do good and get better so you can hurry up and move forward. And it's, you don't really leave this behind. It's like a work you just carry with you. But once you accept that, it's like, it's almost enjoyable because you're not trying so hard to get ahead of it.
1: Yeah. It's like you, you, you have to accept it. Uh, me, how I approach things, I just want to, it's like a to-do list. You, you do it and you check it off and move on. It's like, no, you got to bask in this and <laughs> really absorb it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, babe, you did that again. You're like, no, remember yesterday I did really good. I'm like, yeah, yesterday you did, but like today you, you didn't. You're like, no, I fixed that yesterday. Why are we back on that? I've already fixed it. And it is just like, I think you have to learn that it's going to be ongoing and that's expected. That's okay. You ever feel exhausted, like a hamster on a wheel in your relationships, you can't seem to make progress and you can't seem to stop thinking about certain things or replaying them again and again in your mind. Well... I have great news, I am here to help you move through your relationship dynamics. So often we get stuck trying to process them and we can't find the next step forward, we just want to fix it. I am offering a limited amount of strategy calls where we will walk through your relationship dynamics together. In these strategy calls, you will get 60 minutes of my undivided attention as we lay out the situation at hand and unravel the nuances around it all. I promise you, I will not be your bestie that just agrees with everything you say and tells you what you want to hear. Together, we will look at things from different perspectives, learn, broaden your understanding and discover a way forward. Be sure to check out the link to sign up in the show notes. Spaces are limited and I would love to walk with you through your circumstances.
1: sucks from my perspective, being the man is like you don't want to fail. You know, you want to be like, yeah man, I got this. And it's like, no, I messed up again. I stumbled and, and this and so that's one of you having grace for me throughout this process and me putting the work in. It's just it's it just evolved and it takes time. And like I said earlier, there's a few days where it's great and you going down a great path and you know, you're moving forward, then you will have setbacks. But just being aware of it just makes it so much better. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I know where that's coming from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really end. You just get way better at doing it, like navigating it. Would you say like, it's not that it gets easier. It's just like training or practice, you know, like as you do it more and more, you know, it's like, oh, these conversations get a little easier because we learn how to do them well. We kind of take note of what didn't work so well last time and what worked this time. And, you know, just practice. It's like riding a
1: bike. It's, you know it's hard, but once you get going you're good and then that road's slippery you may have to wipe out or you know you may wreck every now and then and it, it happens and so
0: yeah but you have the tools to get back on you
1: know the fundamentals yeah the fundamentals yeah
0: I agree well, I think that's good, don't you think babe yeah, yeah. any last thoughts
1: no so I yeah, know this is really you know a shorter conversation but there's a lot to unpack and and all of yeah.
0: this. Well, I, I hope to have John on more, you know, every once in a while, if you'll come back. Would you come back, babe?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to come back.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thank you all for listening. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Relationships Unravel podcast. If you enjoyed the show, would you please leave a rating and a review? This really helps more people connect with the show and it allows me and my guests to encourage others just like you. Sharing it on social media and with your friends and family is also helpful too. I hope you'll join me on Instagram at Miranda Kirk so we can continue this conversation. Thanks again for listening. I know that there are so many podcasts that you can choose from and I'm really grateful you chose to be here. I hope you'll tune in again next week.